was a song I sang, my first song I ever sang here, 14 years ago at our Sunday homecoming. And I sat with Miss Sandy and Morris. Take his light 
to a world where wrong seems right what could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost through his love our hearts can feel Once again, good morning. Uh, it's homecoming. And uh, I had a conversation this week with some people. And uh, they were talking about how you got to dress a certain way and act a certain way. And I told them, I said, no, you just come as you are. And we have, you know, we have a hymn that says that concept. And somebody said, uh, well, it's not written in the Bible. I said, well, you're exactly right. The term come as you are is not in the scripture. But the concept is definitely there and we're going to talk about that today. So if you have your Bibles, um, I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible today because it spoke to me personally. It spoke to me conveyed a, a deepness to me that, that the other versions didn't give me when I read them preparing for this and so uh, go to uh, Samuel or not Samuel excuse me Isaiah chapter 1 uh, and we're going to travel today we're going to we're going to start up here toward the in the Old Testament and we're going to wind up in the in, in the back of the Bible um, so uh, we're going to verse 18 and so I'm going to talk about the concept of come as you are 
Uh, we have folks who say, well, I can't come to church because I don't have any clothes to wear. Well, you go take care of your things around your everyday life and you have, you have things to wear. Just come as you are. The God had rather have you come as you are than not come at all. Now think about this now. When Jesus walked the earth, did he tell them that they had to wear a certain set of clothes to come to him? Did, did he tell them they had to have certain type of shoes or, or a certain type of hat or, or, or a certain type of dress? No. He said, come as you are. The concept was there. He said, come to me, all of you. And so in verse 18 it says, Come, let us settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you for the fact that you, you tell us to come as you are. You tell us that, that we need to, to seek you. Lord, those of us that are your followers and been committed for years, Lord, let us always do that first. Let us be the first to uncoil the fingers of judgment and put out the hands and arms of love. Lord, let us be the first to, to, to reach across whatever aisle or chasm there is so that we can bring people to you and give them hope. Lord, we live in a world that is hopeless. Millions and millions of people are running around and, and they have no hope. You can see the distance in their eyes when you look at And you are not only the hope, you're the sustainer and the giver of life. Lord, you are it all. You are creation. You are the one that holds us all together whether we like it or not. You hold us all together whether we acknowledge you or not. Lord, we love you. I ask you to open this up to us, Lord. Give me the ability to be able to expound on this so that everyone will understand to come as you are. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, what you're going through, come as you are. Lord, we love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to come as we are. We need to come as we are. Look at you today. Every one of us is here. We came as we are. Some of us, like me, I got up and got dressed. I didn't worry about what I put on. I know there was conversations in my house. Uh, Does this look all right? I said, yeah, it looks good. And the next voice said, you're not wearing that. So, you know, I had nothing to do with that other than I said it looked good. And so my fashion sense is, is, is bad to start with. But come as you are. See, God is settling things. He said that our sins are, are red as crimson. But yet, when He cleanses us, we'll be white as snow. That's a concept of, of purity. That's a concept of no matter what we've been through, He's there to forgive us. There is no sin that can't be forgiven other than the rejection of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That is it. And if you're here today and if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're wondering, have I committed the unpardonable sin? The answer is no. You can't. If you're questioning that, I can assure you you have not committed the unpardonable sin. Because the Holy Spirit is causing you to think. The Holy Spirit is causing you to wonder and ponder. 
Now, we have an enemy who will try to put stuff in your head. But you need to be secure. Can you today stand and make the statement that if I die right now, I'm heaven bound? If you can't make that statement profoundly and emphatically, then you need to talk to the Lord. You need to talk to the Lord. Because that removes, when you have that, that, that faith in God and you have that, that security, that removes all of the, just know where I'm going to spend my eternity. I'm going to spend my eternity in the presence of God Almighty as one of his brothers and sisters. Now I won't be the sister, but I'll be one of the brothers. That's where we're headed. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to judge the world. It's not just that we're going to be in heaven and we're going to sit in the grandstands and, and watch, watch Jesus condemn the world. No, we're going to be there on the dais with him judging. He tells us in his word, you will be among the judges. We're his family. We've been adopted. We're in. We're, when it says we've been, we've been adopted, Christ and God has no orphans. We are as much a part of God's family as we will ever be. We're saved. We have been set free. We don't need to learn and drag around the, the, the suitcases and the chains of all the things this life brings. God forgave us of those. The reason we keep dragging is number one, either we haven't forgiven ourselves or we haven't relearned to rely upon the Lord and the Holy Spirit and let the enemy keep putting thoughts in our head so we need to we need to know that we're going to be made clean perfect this this imperfect body this mortal body is going to be shed this tent's going to die and then one day I'll put on the all perfect the immortal the immortal And live with Christ forever in the presence of God. Turn to Matthew eleven twenty eight. Everybody's heard this verse a thousand times. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened. Come as you are. He didn't tell you you had to get your life straight. He didn't tell you, well, you know, I have this habit of, of smoking. But I need to quit my smoking before I can go to church. Or I have this habit of drinking or drugs or whatever. But I need to quit that so that I can go to church and so God can save me. You don't need to do that. You need to stop where you are. He is there. Here's the thing that most of us forget. There's nowhere in this creation of the Lord that He's not. Let me repeat that. There is nowhere in God's creation where He is not. People say, well, where was he when these disasters happened? He was right there. Remember tomorrow, what tomorrow is? When those planes flew into 9-11, he was right there. What happened in Hawaii when they burnt that place? He was right there. When they dropped the atomic bomb, 
Back in World War II, he was right there. When the floods came from the tsunamis and wiped out the Philippines, he was right there. There's nowhere he's not, and there's nowhere he's never been. Like we were talking about Wednesday night. He built his temple in the hearts of men. What does your temple look like? That's what I preached about last Sunday. What does your temple look like? Is it holy? Are we acting out and doing things out of here, out of this brick and mortar building that we wouldn't do in here? Because we've already done it in the temple of God because it resides in our heart. So if you're tired, if you're worried, if, if, if life is dragging you down, he says, come as you are. Come as you are. This lady says, you know, she said, my devotion said, this lady told me yesterday at the football game, she said, my devotion I read today says that I need to be quiet and be still. She said, I pray all the time. I said, yes, and all of us do. But we forget the part of be quiet and be still and let God answer the prayers. Because see, we're used to living in a drive-through society. How many of you get angry when you pull up to the drive-through and they tell you to pull forward? <laughs> yeah, I see a bunch of hands went up and, and I'm guilty. In fact, the last time I went through it and they told me to pull up, I said, no, I'm fine right here and I refused to move. They said, well, we got people's orders back there. I said, but you need to get mine first. So anyway, I had to go back and park and go inside and tell them I was sorry, but... Uh, it, at that time, it felt like it was the right thing to do. And then I got that. You know, you ain't supposed to do that, boy. Uh, but, you know, his burden is light. I mean, think about this. Being a Christian is not a hard deal to do. We make it hard because we're still wrapped up in sin. We still want to have claim upon ourselves. We still want to do what we want to do. We still think like me in that drive through I have a right to sit here. When I don't. See, Christ died and paid for us. He paid for us. We are not our own. We are slaves to the Lord, bond servants to Christ. And I don't know what the price he paid for you, but I'm sure it was a great big one for me. Because I know my mind. I know what's in those little crevices in my heart. I know how evil I can be. And yet, he hung there for me. He withstood the beatings. He withstood the, the agony on the cross so that I could stand here today and hopefully convince some others not to walk the path that I was walking. And so it says, come to me as you are. And I did. I did. I came to him as I was a long time ago. At a youth rally in Isles Memorial Baptist Church in Pine Bluff. Couldn't sit back there in the pew anymore. First time I'd ever heard contemporary Christian music. And when those guys got to giving their testimony, I could not stay where I was at. I knew that I did not want to die and I did not want to go to hell and I had to get to the altar. And there was not enough power on the face of this earth to stop me from getting there. And I was bawling my eyes out. Because I was forgiven. I was forgiven. And I knew where my eternity was. Did I always walk that? No. No. I was a young teenager then. 
And I had to go out and venture out in the world and try to find out what was happening. But I always can look back over my life and see His hands on me. He saved my life more than I care to remember. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Deep down in my soul, I am happy. Are you? Are you happy? Are you truly happy? No matter what's going afoul around you, no matter what's breaking at the house, no matter how much money you don't have that you've got to keep it up, are you happy? Do you get a statement made? Well, it just don't seem like you don't care. I do care. But it's going to be fixed. It's going to be okay. It's a man-made thing. It's going to break. It took me a long time to get there. A long time to get there. And if you notice, these things break at the most inopportune time. Air condition goes out on the hottest day of the year. Just things like that. You know, they don't last forever, though we would love for them. The only but one thing that lasts forever, and that's salvation. Salvation. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 6. See, we're to come as we are, no matter where we're at and what circumstance we're in. We're to come as we are whenever we go before God, whether we've been a long time Christian or brand new. Come as we are. Come as you are. John chapter 6, verse 37. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. I will never cast out. Or I will never send away. When you're saved, when you have, when you have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and you become His Son. You get the new heart and the new mind. Washed in the blood. And the Spirit has indwelled you right then. Your eternity is set. Forever. He said, I will never send you away. Never. Never. Think about that. Do you competently think about the fact that God can't send me away? I'm going to do the best I can for him. I'm going to tell everybody I can about him. Because I know that when I stand before him, I will not hear, depart from me, for I never knew you. I will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. She just said, Amen. That's, that's what it's about. It's about us preparing people here so that they can receive the seed. The Holy Spirit's going to water it. Hopefully it'll grow and Satan stays away from it. And it'll bloom and blossom. And then we come along beside and we bring them to maturity in Christ so that we can contend for the faith. You know, when you, when you join the military, the first thing they do is they, they take you to a reception station once you get to the place that you're going to get your training. And while you're there, they take your picture, cut your hair, draw your blood, give you a bunch of shots. And then they issue you some uniforms to wear. And they give you some boots and all this. And then they start teaching you. They start teaching you how to march. 
And then they start teaching you how to identify rank and all of these customs and courtesies that come with it. And hopefully by the time six weeks gets through you, that part, that, that initial phase, you can march and stay in step. You can run in step. You can shoot. The more physical than you're able to be, than you've ever been in your life, probably in the best shape you'll ever be in your life. And then you'll move over into a phase where you learn what your job's going to be. And you keep the pressure on and you keep growing and you keep, keep doing it. There's a, there's, a, there's a system to it. Look, she's happy. <laughs> she, she knows there's a system to it. She knows, she knows that somebody's going to bring her something to eat. Somebody's going to change her. You know, but that's the thing. See, we need to come along beside people. Tell them, Izzy. We need to come along beside people. And we need to go forward. And we need to help them grow. And we need to help them come to maturity. Because you can't send somebody off the street to war. You can't do it. They're not trained. They don't know what to expect. And the first time the pressure comes, they're going to cut and run. They're going to cut and run. We're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle. <laughs> and we're fighting. We're fighting for lives. We're fighting to spread the word of God. We need to be prayed up. My brother prayed yesterday that he would be covered in the whole armor of God. Think about that. The whole armor of God. It protects you from the onslaught of not only of this world, but on the onslaught of Satan. <laughs> she hasn't been that talkative in four months. <laughs> and she picks today to do it. I love you, little girl. Uh, Revelations, turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 22. Chapter 22 of the verse of Revelation, the source of life is one of them, the, one of the subtitles, and the other one is, the time is near. The time is near. And so if you turn to, to verse 17, both the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, let anyone who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires... Take the water of life freely. I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to them the plagues that are written in this book. There's a lot of people have turned a lot of things around. The key word in this verse is come to me. And the next part of it is let anyone who hears this say come. Anyone who hears the gospel, come. There's nothing you have to do. Come as you are. We need to come as we are. We're here today because we came as we are. We're going to go out here in a minute and we're going to eat. And we're going to fellowship. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to have fun. 
But we came as we are. We came to worship the Lord. We're going to leave here hopefully different than we came. Hopefully we're going to be different than we came. Some of us may leave here a lot heavier than we came. But I'm talking spiritually. I hope we leave here different. I hope we leave here knowing that anytime we're troubled, all we got to do is stop. The Lord is there. Come as you are. Come as you are. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the, tie, the day of the Lord is near. And it's winding down. And there's a, there's a big misconception that, that Noah got in the ark and he closed the door. No, Noah got in the ark and God sealed the door. And the ark of salvation is available today. And it's not going to be long. And that door is going to be sealed for eternity. And you need to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you need to make sure that you are knowing without a shadow of a doubt that where you're going to spend your eternity. Because you're going to spend it somewhere. You're either going to spend it in the presence of God or you're going to spend it in hell absent from Him. That's the only two choices. So there are some absolute truths in this world. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you that you see us and we can come to you as we are. Well, we thank you that you give us rest. We thank you that you're the author of our salvation. You're the finisher of our desires, Lord, that you are still molding us. Lord, I ask you to just bless us and keep us safe, Lord. And, and, and Lord, I thank you for the sound of babies. It's wonderful to hear in a church. So many churches today don't have that. I thank you that we have that today. It's a blessing. It's a blessing from you. Lord, we praise you for that. Lord, I ask you to bless the food as we go into the fellowship hall to, to fellowship and, and celebrate this homecoming. The 148th homecoming. Lord, we love you. And let no one leave here today questioning about their salvation or their relationship with God. Lord, I love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.